Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Podcastage. It's USB Dynamic Review time. Yay! This is the Audio-Technica AT2040 USB. It costs around $150. If this video helps you at all, there are affiliate links in the description. Using one of those links helps out the channel, and it doesn't cost you anything more. All of the recording settings will be listed in the doobly-doo and the description. And now, let's talk about what comes in the box. Of course, you are going to get the microphone. You'll get a plastic 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a 2-meter USB-C to USB-A cable, a USB-A to USB-C adapter, and a tiny bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, the microphone feels great. It has an all-metal body as well as a metal mesh grill with no give to it. The mount is made of plastic and the tension screw is also plastic. On the top of the microphone, you have a capacitive mute button. On the rear of the mic, you have a USB-C port to connect this to your device. A 3.5mm headphone jack, which does offer zero latency monitoring. A low-cut switch, which engages an 80Hz high-pass filter. A headphone volume control. A mix dial to mix between zero latency monitoring and computer playback. And if it matters to you, this microphone is made in Taiwan. Right here, I'm not going to read the specifications to you, but I will have all of them listed in the description, and I will have them up on screen in case you want to pause the video and get a closer look. Now I am spinning around the AT2040 USB to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Continuing around to 180 degrees, this is the rear of the mic. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, here we are. And then very slowly rotating back around to the front of the microphone and there we are. Now I want to see how effective the microphone is at rejecting plosives by putting a gust of air directly into it. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to exaggerate the proximity effect and here is how it's sounding. Now I'm about three inches off with the mic pointed at the corner of my mouth and here's how it sounds. Now I'm about one foot away from the AT2040 USB. Now I'm about two feet away from the microphone, which is something nobody will ever do. And finally, I am four feet away from the AT2040 USB and this is how it would sound if your mom was yelling at you from four feet away. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the gaming folk, now I am clickety-clacking on the sad W and spacebar keys. Now here is how the AT2040 USB sounds about three inches away from my mouth in a fairly well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds about three inches away from my mouth in a completely untreated room. Next, I want to see how effective the microphone is at rejecting shocks. So I'll start by tapping on my desk to see if it can reject that. And then I'll tap on the boom arm. Next, because I'm incredibly annoying, I am going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies.
Next, I want to see how the low cut filter impacts the recording, so I am exaggerating the proximity effect by getting right on top of it. The low cut filter has not been engaged, and here's how it's been sounding. Now I have engaged the low cut filter. You should hear quite a bit of the low end get rolled off, and that is how it compares. Quite a drastic difference in the low end. And back again with the low cut filter turned off, and here's how it sounds. And for good measure, here is the second sample of me right on top of the microphone with the high pass filter or low cut engaged. Now I'm going to mute and unmute the microphone so we can hear if there is any kind of audible click when you're doing that. Now, like I always do, I'm going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone that we're reviewing and a bunch of other microphones that are available so we can hear how this mic stacks up against the competition and hear it outside of an isolated vacuum. Starting on the Audio-Technica AT2040 USB, 3 inches off, level on my computer set at 37%, and here's how it sounds. First up, we have the Behringer XM8500. I am 3 inches off of this thing, running it directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. My gain is set at about 4 o'clock, recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. This microphone runs about $20 to $25, and here is how it compares to the mic we're reviewing. Let's do a whole bunch more of these. Back on the Audio-Technica AT2040 USB, nothing has changed, but check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these mics in post. Let's go to another one. Now I am on the Mayono HD300T, 3 inches off, with my level set at 89% on my computer, recording 16-bit, 48 kilohertz. This microphone goes for about $65, and here is how it compares to the 2040 USB. Here is another palette cleanser on the Audio-Technica AT2040 USB. That's enough. Let's hear another microphone. Now I am on the Samson Q2U, about 3 inches off. My input level is set at about 45%, recording 16-bit, 48 kilohertz. This mic costs about $60 to $70, and this is what it sounds like compared to the 2040 USB. Would you believe me if I told you we are back on the 2040 USB again so you can hear how it sounds before we go to another microphone, right? Now I am on the Fifine K688. I am 3 inches off. The microphone's gain is set at around 2 o'clock. My input level is set at 100%, 16-bit. 48 kilohertz. This microphone costs around $75, and here is how this compares to the 2040. Hey, we're back on the AT2040 USB. Nothing has changed. This is your palate cleanser. We've got more to go. Now I am on the Audio-Technica ATR2100X-USB. I am 3 inches off. My level is set at 61%, recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz. Check the lower third. This microphone goes for about $80, and here is how this compares to a microphone from the same company that is about 2x the price. Now we are at the midpoint of the comparison, and this is your ear cleaning palette cleanser on the 2040 USB. 
Let's do the next one. Next, I am on the SE Electronics SEV7, three inches off, also running into the 18i22nd gen. My gain is still set at four o'clock, still recording 24 bit 48 kilohertz. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted this in post. This microphone costs around $100, and that's how it sounds. Let's go back to the 2040. Here is another palette cleanser on the 2040 USB. I'm not going to ramble. Let's hear another mic. Next, I am on the Audio-Technica AT2040. This is the XLR-only version of this microphone, three inches off, running into the 18i22nd gen, gain set at 4 o'clock, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. This goes for $100, so $50 less expensive than the USB version. How does this sound? Does this sound the same or does it sound different? Let's do some more. I think this is the eighth palette cleanser I have done. So you should know how it sounds now, but let's go to the next microphone, please. Now I am on the Rode PodMic USB, three inches off with my gain at 53 dB. No processing is enabled, recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. This microphone costs about $200, which is $50 more than the mic we're reviewing. And here is how this compares to the 2040 USB. Let's do a couple more comparisons. We are coming up on the end of the comparisons. This is the 2040 again. Let us go to the penultimate of the penultimate microphone. Next, I am on the Shure MV7. I am three inches off. My gain in the Motive app is set at 27 dB, recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. This microphone goes for about $250. And here is how this compares to the 2040 USB. We have a couple more to go, so let's go ahead and do that. All right, we are getting to the penultimate microphone next. Here is your penultimate palate cleanser. Let's go to the, yep. The penultimate microphone is the Shure SM7B with the EQ switches in neutral mode, three inches off, gain on the 18i20 set at 100%. This microphone costs about $400, and here is how this compares to the 2040 USB. We got one more to go. And this is the final palette cleanser that you will hear on the AT2040 USB. We have one more microphone to go. Let's do that now. And finally, we are on the Neumann, hello, Neumann U87AI. This is a multi-pattern studio condenser microphone. I am three inches off. My gain is set at about 11 o'clock. This microphone runs about $3,700. It's fair to say this is not a fair comparison. The 2040 USB against the U87. I just think it's useful to hear me on an industry standard against each of the mics that I do this comparison thing for. Let's go to the music test.
Would you believe me if I told you that Nicolas Cage is a national treasure? There was a serious nasty note somewhere in there. At least it felt that way. But Nick Cage, total national treasure, especially in the movie National Treasure. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is magical. Let's go to the conclusion. This microphone has a lot going for it, but to my ears, it has one huge drawback. And first up, as far as pros, has to be the feature set and controls. It offers you the exact controls you need and nothing more. And I frequently forget how amazing it is to have that mix dial to mix between zero latency monitoring and computer playback. I wish every device had that. It makes it so easy to use. Secondly, it has a mute button. And that mute button is dead silent when you activate it or disengage it. Absolutely awesome integration there. I also like that they included conversion up to 24-bit, 96 kilohertz. I love that this is a truly plug-and-play device, and I know some people will love the fact that it gives you a USB-C connection. But then as far as cons, it didn't do the best job at shock rejection, and the big drawback for me is the sound of this thing. I am really not a fan of how this thing sounds. And now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of the 2040 USB? As far as the overall sound, I think it offers a fairly controlled low end. The lower mids are perfectly fine, but once we get to the upper mids, it comes across over boosted and due to that over boosting, I found that it sounded artificial. You do have a little bit of a bump in the treble, but it is quite nice there. And then the air is quite tame. Then on the electric and the acoustic guitar, I thought that the low end was a bit too weak sounding, and I also found that big boost in the upper mids and the presence region to be a bit unflattering for both applications. Then for singing vocals, you get that super forward upper mid and presence region. Some folks will love it, others will hate it, and you also get a pretty smooth treble and air region. And finally for spoken word, I enjoy the low end, how controlled it is. I enjoy the little bit of boost in the treble and the controlled air region, the presence, the upper mids, it's just too much for me. It is too dominant and too artificial sounding. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Audio-Technica AT2040 USB? Kind of. If you're looking for a USB dynamic mic for music, I don't think so. If you're looking for the best sounding USB dynamic microphone, in my opinion, no, there are much better sounding options out there. But then we get to the feature set of this microphone. I can't deny, I love all the shiny new toys, the bells and whistles, the DSP, the software mixing of the MV7, PodMic USB, and Elgato Wave 3 as I drop it on the desk. But there's something that is so nice about a microphone that doesn't have any of that. You don't have to worry about firmware updates. You don't need to worry about the software's compatibility with a new operating system. A microphone like this, because it doesn't require that constant support, because it doesn't require those constant updates, is likely to outlast those more full-featured microphones that are a bit more involved. But getting around to who I would recommend this microphone for, I think it's for people who want a dead simple, easy to use, plug and play mic with a really nice set of controls. If you work in an office and you want a microphone that sounds better than your laptop's mic, 
I think you'll love it. If you're just looking for a simple microphone for voice calls, Zoom, Discord, whatever, I think you may like it, especially with that mute button. I have to admit, I do think there are better sounding USB dynamic mics at a lower price, like the Fifine K688 or the Samson Q2U. But the thing that those microphones are lacking is that mix dial to mix between zero latency and computer playback. So you really need to weigh how valuable that dial is for you. At $150, I think the price of this is a little bit high. It would be a lot more appealing at $120 or $130, and it may be pie in the sky. If this got down to $100, that would be incredible. All right, that's all that I've got for you. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. Hated it, big old thumbs down. There's a video that you should watch directly beneath me. Go ahead and watch it. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa, boop.